Tuning into the 539th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Arrows Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening. I thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Air Radio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast number platform you may be listening to me via. Gonna have a great pod for all you guys today. I'm going to do a solo pod, a 2023 NFL Draft Wide Receiver Rankings and Breakdown Podcast. Going to get into all the receivers, what I like, what I don't like about them. I've done about two to three weeks of film and tape review on these receivers. So I look really forward to giving you guys all the nitty-bitty-gritty information on all these guys. And before we get to that, I'm going to get my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family. Whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc., check on the description below. Specifically, you Spotify, everything timestamped. You can click on the timestamp, and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you'd most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at Nitro underscore Lane. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You will find it. I posted five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right? If you like the pod, then fret not, worry not, folks. But just don't say anything because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say it at all. And kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to get into my solo pod, 2023 NFL Draft Bible, Wide Receivers Edition. Kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. And now it's time for NFL Draft 2023 edition wide receiver Bible. So I thought I was going to do this. Uh, I'll start with the top five. So there are five receivers who I have first round grades on. First, I want to start with number five, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. So Johnson, he's 6'4", 216 pounds. Some people love him a lot. Uh, there are a lot of people who I've talked to. I have a lot of friends who think he's the number one receiver in the class. You look at a lot of mock draft boards. He's the first receiver off the board. Uh, all that. I disagree with all that wholeheartedly. Uh, I think if he's the first receiver off the board, that's absolutely crazy. It's asinine. It makes no sense. I think the TCU product, he's the most overrated receiver in this draft class. Uh, I would say he's a late first, probably in actuality, probably closer to a second. Uh, and he's a prospect who I have a lot of concerns about. One is his inability to create regular separation down the field. He had his best game right versus Kansas. He had 14 receptions, 206 yards, was a monster there. But Kansas had no one who could cover him or tackle him. And he's just running over dudes or just standing there waiting. Uh, on the bright side, though, he has good speed, even though I question his acceleration. And corners always seem to catch up to him when he beats him. So it always seems like all these corners have great recovery speed once... Uh, he beats them off the line. He does have good get-off off the line. He's explosive. He's big. He's thick. He's strong. Like I said, 6'4", 216 pounds. So he has the body and he has the build. Uh, and he's a massive man, right? Just a massive man. You look at his shoulder pads. He looks like a freaking football player. Uh, 
physical receiver who can make a ton of tough contested catches. He's a guy who will put his shoulder down and really embrace contact, run over people, and defenders will bounce off him good in the middle of the field uh, that way as well. Um, you'd like to see more jump catches that he makes and stuff like that. And like I said, the, the explosion, the twitchiness, the elite separation is something that I would like to see more of. Uh, also, I think he has the potential to be a better route runner than he is right now. Right now, he's not a great route runner, but it's a lot of nimbleness in his hips. And you'll see him when he's running across the field on a lot of those type routes. And uh, he's able to kind of maneuver around defenders. And you're like, okay, this guy might have the ability to be a pretty solid route runner if he gets schooled up and he's in the right system. Um, that's my take on number five, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. So number four, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He seems like more of a slot guy to me uh, that can play some outside from time to time, which is why I struggled to place him. And I ended up placing him as my fourth receiver on my board. He plays through contact well, especially for being a smaller, slender guy. He keeps his balance when he's hit, uh, catches the ball over the middle, you rock him, doesn't drop the ball. Uh, I love how he embraces that part of the game when it comes to contact. Uh, has a stiff arm that he'll use once he catches the ball to get more separation uh, when the ball's in his hands. Good feet, good quickness, really good route running, one of the best route runners in this draft class, which allows him to create a lot of space when he turns and gets into his route combinations, uh, and you really get to see it. When he's running his routes, and you see the stop, uh, the start, uh, the turns, right? All the hips, how loose he is, how he catches the ball, and how he effortlessly gets up field. He doesn't waste many movements. Uh, slight concern for me is similar to Johnson from TCU. I question the true elite speed. Uh, he's fast. He's faster than Johnson. Blows by a lot of people, particularly during the Alabama game when he was dominant. But the Alabama corners can't really cover, and they had a lot of blown coverages in that game. Uh, he can catch low contested catches when receiver when corners excuse me are right on him. He's going to be very good at working the intermediate to short uh, areas of the field. I see him being a receiver who is going to have, make a living on underneath routes, right, right in the middle of the field. That's going to be his repertoire. That's going to be why where he makes a lot of money in the NFL. I think he can be a lot of really successful there. Uh, like I said, strong hands too, catching passes over the middle, fluid. Uh, and once he catches uh, the pass, the way he turns up field effortlessly, like I said, it's it's really good. Not a lot of wasted movements, and I love that. Uh, and then you have the speed, right? The speed I question, but it's still pretty good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when he runs the combine, though. Uh, that will be interesting for sure. But Jalen Hyatt at number four. Number three, Jordan Addison out of USC. I went back and forth between both Hyatt and Addison. I was very close to putting Hyatt. I went for well. First, I had Anderson, Addison, excuse me, Addison uh, at three. Then I was like, okay, I'll put Hyatt at four because I like how Hyatt plays through contact better than Addison. But then I thought about it again, and I was like, okay. And, and here's the was the deciding factor for me. Addison, faster, better deep threat. And I think more outside wide receiver potential. And that's why I gave him the edge over Hyatt. But it was really close. Uh, really close. And I would have no problem if he had Hyatt at three, actually. Uh, Addison is probably the best route runner in this draft class out of any of the wide receivers. Uh, 
Uh, his route running allows him to create a lot of space, particularly down the field when he puts his moves on you. Uh, he'll go one way, then the other, then he'll accelerate. Kind of like I see Stephon Diggs and a lot of the really, the really good route runners in the NFL do. Uh, like a Devontae Smith does really good with route running, creating separation down the field. Has fantastic body control and awareness. They're a major asset in his game when he catches passes near the sideline. He's able to get upfield quickly without wasting any movement, similarly to how high it is. Even when passes are off target, he can catch it low to the ground. I wish he'd be a little bit better as a jump catch guy, though he's smaller. I also wish he played through contact uh, better, though he seemed to improve on that at certain points as the season went on. Sometimes his hands aren't as strong and he can drop some balls when he gets hit. Uh, that's another concern I have. So I'll say, as much as I like his speed more than Hyatt, uh, it's still not elite. Uh, he's going to need a offense that really knows how to use him. Played a lot in motion, right? You can use him on the outside, inside. He's going to have to have an offensive mind that's like, okay, we're going to use this guy. He's going to be a vocal point in our offense, and I think he can be a really special Pro Bowl type of player in this league. And also I'll say this, as much as people like Caleb Williams, who's going to be a top-five pick next year at the quarterback position, Caleb Williams does not really get those precision passes, short to intermediate, that I think uh, Jordan Addison would really excel at, and I think that would have made his numbers a lot better at USC. So I think Caleb Williams held him back, actually, as crazy as that might sound. So Jordan Addison at number three. Then we get to the top two. And I, by the way, I want to say this. I think there's a gap between the top two and everybody else for me. Number two, Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Zay Flowers was my favorite wide receiver in this class. And as I was watching Zay Flowers, because at first I'm going to be honest, I was a little underwhelmed with this class before I got to these next two guys. And when I was watching Zay, I was like, am I going to put this like little 5'9", 175-pound wide receiver as my number one guy? People are going to laugh at me because I'm looking at a lot of consensuses, uh, draft consensus boards, and he's like late first. And I'm like, crap, I think this dude might be a top 20, top 15 pick. Like, <laughs> right? I love this guy. Uh, but as I was watching him more and more, I fell in love with the player. He's the best weapon in this class, whether it's in motion, as a runner, in the screen game. You have to keep your eye on him at all times. When I watched him, I said, what the F? And I thought, he was my slam dunk number one, like I said. And then I saw my number one. I was like, okay, he's my slam dunk number two. So to start, extremely fast, you see him turn uh, and run, and you just see him. When he goes, he goes. Beats people deep almost every single time. And one of the measures I use to tell how fast someone is, do I consistently see him ahead of other defenders, and are those defenders catching up? More often than not, those defenders never catch up. Those defenders never catch up, and he's and they're always looking at his jersey, number four for Boston College. It's like clockwork. Also, do uh, defenders catch up to him ever? Recovery speed. Never an issue. They never catch up for him. You see him at times, too, when he has angle-beating speed. Not as fast as uh, Jameson Williamson last year, but he's very fast where he other players have an angle, and he'll just outrun the angle and get to the end zone. And you're like, wow, this guy has really true special speed that I think is really going to translate. Uh, he's almost open every time you catch the ball. You don't see anyone near him hardly any, time, any of the time. I see him pull away from defenders consistently, and people just don't catch up. Every time he runs by someone, it just looks like they're just looking at his backside the whole time. Like, oh, you know, Zay's just leaving us again. Zay's just leaving us again. He has great feet as well. Uh, his hips and change of direction are phenomenal, combined with nimble hips, which allows him to make people miss in space. 
and allows him to even get open many more times in the middle of the field uh, when he does route running. I also think his route running has so much more potential to improve if he gets with a guy that gets some right, really right route running, right? Like, freaking look out. We're talking about superstar right here. Uh, all this stuff and how good he is in space in the open field, it gives you the potential, combined with the route running, it gives you the potential for a really special weapon in the NFL. Uh, one of the three quickest receivers in this draft class, and to the point I watched him, I was like, there's no one on his level in terms of quickness. Then I saw a couple other guys, I was like, okay, there's a few other guys on his level. His balance is insane. When he gets met with contact, he's able to work through it, uh, never falls down, always stays up, which is impressive for a smaller guy. Also, for being a smaller guy, he's a good scrambling wide receiver, uh, really good at slipping behind the defense as well and giving his quarterback an opportunity uh, to let him make plays. Uh, even for a guy at his small size, I want 5'9", 170 pounds, 175 pounds, <clears throat> he catches a lot of balls outside the normal radius of which you would think a guy that size would. It's not fantastic. Not some great dude who's going to snatch it out the air all the time and get 6'4 defenders, but it's very good and I would say borderline elite for a guy his size. So not elite for like a 6'4 wide receiver standards, but for a 5'9 standard, like if it's kind of near him, he's going to go get it. Now, he's not going to go get balls. You're like, oh, my God, how did he get that? But he's going to get most balls, which is really impressive, again, for a guy his size. Uh, has great hands and caught a lot of bad balls from the awful QB play that he was subjected to while at uh, Boston College. His size is the number one concern, uh, and he's not a fantastic jump ball receiver, like I said. But besides that, he's great. And this was my favorite watch in the draft class. Zay Flowers is the guy I have a little bit of a man crush on, I'm not going to lie. Then we get to number one. Uh, and it's funny, right? I was watching Zay Flowers. I'm like, wow, is Zay Flowers going to be the number one, like I said? And then uh, I watched Jackson Smith Nick Jigba out of Ohio State, his last year's tape, because he didn't play a lot this year. And I was like, okay, it's not close. I love you, Zay, but Jackson Smith Nick Jigba is just better. And I will say this, Jackson Smith Nick Jigba will, pr and I haven't finished all the other positions, but I would find it hard to believe he's not a top 10 player on my board when my total draft rankings are all said and done. Best receiver in this class, and I don't think it's particularly close. You see the signs of a no-doubt top 10 pick talent-wise, as well as a guy with the potential to be a pro bowler at the position, 6'1", 205 pounds, can play in the slot, can play outside. He works all three areas of the field at a fairly high level. Contact doesn't bother him at the line or running routes in terms of being pressed or jammed. He can catch the ball high, low, or behind. It doesn't matter. While in tight coverage as well. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't go down usually upon first contact. The only real weakness is he doesn't have burner, burner elite speed like a Tyree Killer, Jamar Chase, right? But with that being said, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson don't have that either. And they're two of the five best receivers in the NFL. Same with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup don't have burner speed like that. And Cooper Cup has been putting up historic wide receiver numbers, particularly last year, right? I say also this to say he's not elite fast, but he's fast enough and you'll see him run away from defenders consistently while at Ohio State. Uh, his most impressive attribute is is the best scrambling wide receiver in this class when the pocket breaks, and C.J. Stroud wasn't a great scrambler, but when C.J. Stroud broke the pocket, you would see him throw it. He would make catches, uh, which I think is an extremely important thing as scrambles have become more and more important in today's NFL. He's a patient route runner, really freezes the defender, then goes and then turns and creates that little extra space, holding that defender for a few seconds before he's making his cut and go, right, before he makes that cut and then just goes. 
you will see the physicality match the athleticism when he breaks tackles or stiff arms receivers then just runs away from him. Uh, like I said, good hands too. Route running slot, outside, three areas of the field. There's really nothing. And I liken this to Jamar Chase. Not that he's like Jamar Chase as a player, but from this aspect, when Jamar Chase was at LSU, everybody knew he was better than Justin Jefferson right in college. And we knew what Justin Jefferson did his rookie year in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings. Then when Jamar Chase was there, we were all like, okay, we saw what Justin Jefferson did. Jamar Chase is a little bit better than Justin Jefferson, so Jamar Chase is going to take the NFL by storm. It was social proof. The social proof for Jack Smith-Nick Jigba is this. Chris Olave had about 1,000 yards last year in the NFL, close to it. Garrett Wilson was Offensive Rookie of the Year for the New York Jets. Uh, I was not as high on Garrett Wilson coming out of the draft. A lot of other people were. He was Kenny's number one wide receiver. My good friend Kenny Sims, scouting expert for 247 Sports, his number one wide receiver. And Chris Olave was my number one wide receiver on the board. Jackson Smith, Nick Jacobus tape is better than both of those guys. One of those guys had over 1,000 yards in the NFL, and the other guy, or close to it, and the other guy was Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Jackson Smith, Nick Jacobus was better than both those guys in college. I will stake everything on Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba. I, I was kind of thinking, about, I feel like at worst, he's going to be as good as somebody like at CeeDee Lamb. At worst. And at best, he could be the best wide receiver in the NFL. I really feel that strongly about this player. The big concern is this. He didn't play a game at all last year. Partly. He played a little bit in the Notre Dame game, was hurt. Came back a little bit for the Michigan game, I think. Uh, all the film, like I said, I watched of him. It was of last year. That's the one big concern about Jackson Smith and Jigba. But besides that, there are no concerns. Like I said, the social proof, the tape from two years ago, it doesn't lie. He is him. He is that guy. He has all the attributes you want from a top flight wide receiver. So those are my top five wide receivers who I have in the first round. So now I'm going to get to my next crop of wide receivers. I'm going to get to six through ten I'm going to give you some analysis on those guys. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, folks. $1,000. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can thunder on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlay spreads, money lines, over-unders, props, your betting options feel endless. It never ends, folks. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever, wherever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 2PN. Make your first deposit and get risk-free bets up to $1,000 again. That's promo code 2PN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk as we continue my NFL draft analysis for the wide receivers. So, six through ten are all guys who I think are bona fide second round picks. And all these guys, I think, could have the potential to be either pro bowlers maybe one day 
or high level, high impact players for teams who are winning and going far in the playoffs. Like I think these guys can be very good contributors for NFL teams that have long, really fruitful careers. The top ten in particular, right? And I got through my top five. Now we're gonna get through six through ten. So we're gonna start at ten. Kayshawn Bout out of LSU. Uh Really good in the short passing game. He has a smoothness and awareness to his game. He has the speed to run away from people uh, when he catches the ball, particularly over middle. Though, over the middle, though he's far from a burner, right? And displays some good contact balance. He has some nimble hips, which helps to make defenders miss. He also has uh, some really car crashes in his game, where you see him run over people and he runs super hard, like he's a running back. Uh, when the ball's in his hands, which you kind of just love to see from a wide receiver, that physicality element, similarly to a Juju Smith-Schuster uh, in a weird way. Uh, my overall concern is I don't see the regular separation consistently or the game-breaking ability like the guys above him do, but even with that lack of separation, he can make tight window catches while playing through a lot of contact. He's a guy who I could see being a major contributor, uh, whether it's on the inside which I think is probably his best suited role due to his lack of consistent separation, only twitchiness and speed, or maybe even the outside. He potentially could do that as well for a little bit. Uh, but I could definitely see him being the number two receiving option on a team, for sure the number three receiving option. Next, we have Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. So Palmer was one of the most pleasant surprises for me during this process. He was also one of the last guys I watched which was kind of like when you're watching guys and you're like, I think I kind of already know my board. And then you see him and you're like, oh, who's this little guy out of Nebraska? He's pretty good. Is he a first rounder? And I'm like, okay, Trey Palmer's pretty good. Uh, he's a deep threat who can pull away from a lot of people. He's also going to be an asset in the short passing game. Fluid, turns that field quickly. Uh, really smooth player, good route runner, and gets open a hell of a lot. He's always getting behind people. Like, that's the sign I look for with speed and athleticism. Are you always getting behind people? And he does that at a very high level. And he does it with speed, and he does it with route running. And for a smaller guy, he's good at locating the ball downfield as well. Obviously, the size, the contested catches, tight window catches, some of these things are obviously concerns and why he's not uh, higher, but he's a guy that right situation he can be used very effectively number eight on my list nathan dell out of houston he is the fastest wide receiver in this draft class i feel very confident saying that he has an extra gear nobody quite has in this class uh nobody can run with this kid down the field he's a fantastic deep threat down the field uh he can track the ball down the field extremely well when he turns and runs you see how fast he really is the way he covers ground is elite and defenders are always a few steps behind him at least my big worries for him is how slender and small he looks particularly on film and the lack of play strength uh and it shows a lot when corners press and jam him and he really gets knocked off uh his route in his uh direction he's more of a weapon then some nuanced route runner, true receiver, and he won't break a lot of tackles if I do to slender frame uh, and how small he is. But he's a weapon, man. And if, and I kind of get a little bit of Tutu Otwell vibes, which super fast guy, but can't really find his thing, his niche. But he could be in the being a McCall Hardman, who McCall Hardman had a lot of injury issues with the Chiefs, but if McCall Hardman's healthy. McCall Hardman was a guy who was very productive when he actually played for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, kind of of that mold, but a guy who 
if even it works out, he could be better than that, right? Like, I do think there is some Pro Bowl potential right there. Like, just remember what Tyreek Hill was. I'm not comparing him to Tyreek Hill, but let's remember what Tyreek Hill was. He wasn't some, he was a third, fourth, fifth round pick or whatever. It wasn't a first or second, I believe. Definitely wasn't a first. Uh, and then he became, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, guys like Nathan Dell, they're guys you need to draft, you need to look at, and he is going to make an impact for a team, at, le- at the very least in the beginning, as a deep threat because he can get behind people. And when he goes, he goes, and it's special to watch. Next, at number seven, we have Josh Downs out of North Carolina. Probably one of my four or three favorite wide receivers to watch. I mean, probably say Flowers is my favorite. Second favorite was actually probably Josh Downs. So, second favorite wide receiver. Uh, he has the potential to be one of the best slots in the NFL. He's an asset in the short passing game, and he's going to be an instant first down on those third and three type situation. He's a quick, fast, twitchy slot wide receiver. Probably the quickest receiver in this class. He turns and cuts so quickly that corners can't keep up. He has the elite quickness of a slot combined with the acceleration beyond that of a normal slot. Uh, I saw him pull away from defenders regular. He's very sudden in his route running and lets him create space from corners. the one concern and why he's lower is I don't think he has much outside potential. He's a smaller guy, just like Isaiah Flowers is. But Isaiah Flowers, to me, plays through contact well. I don't have worries about, true worries about Isaiah Flowers getting jammed at the line, not being able to get by guys. I, I worry about this with Josh Downs. When you saw him turn outside on a lot of his routes, and you saw receivers down, he would get knocked off his route. Uh, that would happen. Also, when you saw him on outside, you get pressed a little bit. It's like, okay, he's an inside wide receiver. But he's an inside wide receiver who can be a slot, who can be one of the best slot wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, He has that type of elite potential. Uh, Next, we're going to get to number six. And a guy, and I had a lot of debate. And truth be told, and I'll I'll say his name, uh, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. If he had played more, because he did not finish the whole season for Tennessee, uh, if he had played as many games as Quentin Johnson at a TCU, I probably would have had him at five. I'll just say that right off the bat. I think his film actually looked better. But there were some concerns I had about just a lack of how many games I saw, and I didn't see as many games. Because of that, I didn't see as much during SEC competition, so it's kind of like, you know, I'll put him at six. But he's a guy who, it was really close between him and Quentin Johnson. So first, let's get this out the way. Cedric Tillman, he might be the most physical receiver in this class. He punishes corners. He pushes them off into the point where they're falling down to the ground. He gets off pressing James really easily. He's able to push off corners to create space in his strong hands. He runs through arm tackles. Uh, you see him battle through contact to make some tight, contested catches regularly. He can create amazing separation downfield. The one thing is it's more of a build-up speed. Uh, so it takes him a while to get going. But when he gets to that gear, he gets there and he can burn some people. Uh, I also worry about his lack of a route free. It seemed like it was just a lot of kind comebacks, uh, jump balls, fades. Uh, you would like to see a more diverse route tree, particularly for a guy who has borderline first-round talent. Also, I worry about... Uh, in fact, I didn't see him make as many 50-50 contested jump ball catches as I would like. Uh, I would have liked to see him do that more. He high points the ball well, though, when it does happen. Uh, and he's going to be an end zone threat. And he's going to be a massive red zone guy for you who you look for. And he catches a lot of touchdown passes. So those are my 6 through 10. I have about a second round grade on all these guys. And then next, 
I'm going to dive a little bit into the rest of the receivers that I looked at. And P.S. guys, I looked at about, let me look at this, 27 receivers. So we're going to keep going. Got up next with the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and now we're going to get to my third-round graded wide receivers for the 2023 NFL Draft. So we're going to go through number 11 through 21, so I have about 10 guys that have a third-round grade on. So let's start at the bottom. 21, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. At 20, Mitchell Tinsley out of Penn State. At number 19, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. And number 18, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. At number 17, Charlie Jones out of Purdue. At number 16, Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. Number 15, Rashi Rice out of SMU. Number 14, Michael Wilson out of Stanford. Number 13, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Number 12, Parker Washington out of Penn State. Number 11, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. So, all these guys are mix of big body possession receivers and little speed out guys. Uh... I think all these guys can make an NFL roster this year. Uh, it varies how successful. I think there will probably be three or four of these guys who are able to make uh, sparring impacts for a team uh, once in a while next season. So let's start with this is Xavier Hutchinson. More of a uh, possession-wide receiver inside. Tough catches. Guys who can move the chains, play at inside. Parker Washington, kind of the same ordeal. Uh, probably not as fast as an Xavier Hutchinson or as athletic. But a guy who's strong, runs through contact, strong hands, uh, the whole nine yards there for Parker Washington. Marvin Mims, guy who's actually probably a little bit more athletic than both of them. Uh, he just, my, my thing with Marvin Mims is he was a guy that I think, if you look back a few years ago, he's a guy that people thought was a first rounder, but I just don't think he's an athlete. The, the, the athlete, uh, the hips, they're out running. It doesn't particularly impress me, but decent hands. They use him a lot in motion. Uh, can catch some passes over the middle. Uh, number 14, Michael Wilson out of Stanford. He was actually, actually, as I said, that Josh Downs is my second favorite. Michael Wilson might have been my favorite. I think he's like a mini Debo Samuel. Uh, first, he's probably the best blocker in this draft. I'll say that. I don't think it's close. Then you get to his ability to run through contact, and it's insane. It's Debo-like. It's like a, it's like a running back. It's really special. Uh, he's a guy who you can probably put in the inside. He can play that little... Uh, roll in the inside and then he's going to break a lot of tackles use him in motion use him on a lot of wide receiver screens and he's going to do his thing particularly in the slot when you you need your slot wide receiver to block and he's going to be able to block and gets a good job of keeping his body on people walling him off can crack back so i really like michael wilson number 15 Rasheed rice uh big body receiver jump ball thick strong kind of that quentin johnson cedric tillman mold just not the athlete or the specimen that those guys quite are trey tucker out of cincinnati he's a speed guy you have charlie jones out of purdue he's a really good route runner good hands just don't trust the speed or the overall physicality of the player at perry big body possession receiver uh kind of of the nature of what Rasheed rice is just again i don't think he's the specimen Rasheed rice is uh tyler scott Quick kind of scat guy, fast guy out of Cincinnati, Mitchell Tinsley. 
Solid hips, quick out of Penn State. Jaden Reed, super fast, dynamic out of Michigan State. Small, quick, fast guy, right? And then we get to uh, the next tier of guys. And this next tier, and also, by the way, I want to say this 11 through 21, it's third and fourth, not just third round grades, third and fourth round grades. Then we get to the next group. And the next group would be five through seven and it would be guys like and i'll and i'll go 22 all and down so rakeem jared out of maryland uh then you get to dante Dominus jr out of maryland ronnie bell out of michigan jake bobo out of ucla uh, and elijah higgins out of stanford right and that finishes off and that's 26 guys out of the class i won't dive too much into those guys i mean uh rakeem jared kind of a quick guy dante uh Demis Jr., more of an inside guy, Ronnie Bell and Joe Bobo, kind of both guys who played a decent amount on the outside. Don't really trust their athleticism. Uh, so that's my concerns with those guys. But but they're guys who I think will fight for an NFL roster spot. I don't know how long of NFL careers those guys will have, but I really do like the top 10 in this class. It, it was a fun watch, and I enjoyed it. Right now I'm actually on the quarterbacks, just so all you guys know. So the next... NFL Draft Bible 2023 edition will be on the quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and all that. So, as we put a bow on the wide receivers, though, I do want to say this. Uh, best wide receiver, Jack Smith, Nick Jigba. My favorite wide receivers, the three favorite wide receivers that I watched were Michael Wilson out of Stanford, Josh Downs out of North Carolina, and Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Probably an honorable mention, Jack Smith, Nick Jigba. But I just love him so much because of how good the player was. Receiver I'm most down on, who I think will get overdrafted, is Quentin Johnson. I'm really not sold on it. Uh, ones I'm most curious about are who will be drafted in the first round. Jordan Addison will definitely be drafted in the first round. Jalen Hyatt probably will as well. I'm very interested to see how their uh, careers play out. People who are a little underrated, I think a guy like Trey Palmer is probably going a little underrated right now. Um as well as Cedric Tillman. Uh, I'm very interested to see if he's a guy who rises up the boards because he's a guy with sneaky late first round potential. Uh, but overall, pretty solid class. Maybe what I'll do next week, if I don't have the quarterback, I probably won't have the quarterbacks done by next week. I can compare this class to the last two wide receiver classes I did. Uh, some interesting content there, uh, but we'll see. And that's about all for this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in. And thank you all for, again, tuning into this episode, the 539th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. And once again, I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 539th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.